Hi there, and welcome to Resilience in the End, a weekly podcast that recognizes we're in serious trouble, but stubbornly focuses on how to find community and joy in the chaos. I'm your host, Polly, and today we are going to talk about what it means if you are afraid of the climate crisis and ready to flee. What do you do? And if you've been listening to this podcast, you may have an idea of what I'm going to say, but uh, I think it's something a lot of us climate conscious folks think about, and I wanted to share my thoughts. Before we jump in, just want to give a big thanks to everybody who uh, rates, reviews the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, or even just listen. Honestly, I don't care. This is for fun, but it's nice to know that people are listening. And yeah, really appreciate it. So you want to flee the climate crisis. Now what? I never set out to be one of those privileged people who tried to outrun the climate crisis, mostly because you just can't. It's such a big problem, even though there are some places that are safer than others, the reality is that everyone will be affected. But I figured we'd settle into a nice place, uh, fight the good fight against ever-encroaching climate issues, uh, fascist upswell here in Indiana, and the general calamity of late-stage capitalism. But I got spooked. Uh, There is a proposed pipeline. It's now a little bit on hold because, oh, shockingly, there was backlash that would take millions and millions of gallons of water from a local aquifer that my well is on to a business park uh, many, many miles away. They'd have to, you know, eminent domain, a ton of land, and essentially empty out an aquifer that has something to do with our river here. And the tests were like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry about it with no real studies. So yeah, tens to hundreds of millions of gallons of water from our aquifer daily, about a mile and a half from my house at the starting point. Um, You know, so what this beautiful little green room, what was once a small house meant to become climate resilient for the foreseeable future, kind of felt like an immense liability. Our well, uh, the small ravine with a little creek running through it, are now threatened by a very real capitalist nightmare, um, more directly than ever. The surrounding community is not necessarily who I want to pitch in with in the worst of times in a lot of cases. So what happens? What do you do? Do we stay and build resilience where we are? Or do we go somewhere else that may or may not end up facing similar extractive greed in the future? And the impulse, like many of us privileged folks have, is to move run from the worsening weather to somewhere we think is going to be safer, go towards bluer pastures to avoid, you know, increasingly fascist leanings of our Republican overlords. But it doesn't work like that. There really is no true safety in the climate apocalypse. And any attempts to run uh, really just creates more and more of this have and have nots in terms of the climate crisis. So I have realized that the best option is to stay where we are with community and connections already built and settle in for a long, hard fight. Because the truth is, whether this pipeline gets made or not, there's going to be a fight for our future, no matter where we are, um, no matter the specific circumstances of what's going on, there will be a fight. So I propose to you 
fearful folks like me, (laughs) no shade in saying that, stop thinking about where to run. Instead, start thinking about how we best foster skilled, connected communities in an increasingly fractured world. And that's what this podcast, I think, is really about. I I wanted to reiterate this as I've had some interesting messages from people looking to, especially when I talk about gardens, like talking about this idea of the perfect place of safety to shelter from the crisis. And I... It just, it just doesn't exist, and I don't think that should be our, our primary goal. If you're like me, someone who feels like maybe they're the weird ones for being concerned about the ever-accelerating climate crisis, who wonders what their homes and communities will look like in even just five to ten years, or who considers making a move without a massive amount of resources to make it easy, I want to say you're not alone. The world is growing ever weirder, but... We can figure it out as best we can, regardless of where we are. So the big question that often comes into people's minds is what areas will be least affected by climate change? And as I said earlier, there's really no way to outrun climate change. I'm betting even the world's wealthiest will at some point come up against a wall they can't surmount with cash. So despite a plethora of articles assuring you that there are places that will help you survive the end times, right? Like New Zealand. The Great Lakes region, you know, you hear things like that, assuming, of course, you can afford to buy a house there and have some protection of not possessing any visible marginalized identities that may cause issues. The sad truth is that the climate crisis is coming for all of us. You know, sure, you could probably consider leaving Florida a pretty good bet uh, if your home is in a historic floodplain. Maybe leaving while leaving is still possible and your flood insurance is not astronomical. Um, If you live in Phoenix get out of there, please. But for most of us living within a relatively stable location with ever-increasing climate instability, we probably won't make any huge gains by leaving where we are, um, surrounded by what we know and the people we love or just tolerate. There is great value in knowing where you are and knowing the the land, the people, the resources you have available to you that can often be understated, I think, especially when we are feeling afraid. Running in the face of a big overarching crisis like this, you're just getting away from valuable resources and valuable connections that I argue are probably more important than any marginal gains you're going to get in terms of climate stability. So that being said, I don't think you can run, but you can prepare. I'm not going to cite statistics or plaster statistically impossible graphs all over the place. Um, If you're paying attention, you know that it's bad. For me personally, when I am thinking about resilience and action, honestly, the details of how bad things are increase my hopelessness and paralysis. I know it's bad, Doom scrolling to mainline bad news doesn't mesh with action for me, and action is my primary goal. You know, hearing that uh, by 2030, the you know the temperature is gonna be hitting that 2.5 or three degrees above kind of metric that doesn't matter to me. I the details are unimportant and don't catalyze me. So. I need to focus on things that do catalyze me. And in in the face of, of running, I think what that's turned into 
is despite multiple late night conversations of should we stay or should we go um, about our imperfect location, I just, I can't help but stubbornly, doggedly continue to build and believe in community. You know, for someone who doesn't like people very much, that is my toxic trait. For me, I think taking on so much information about what is wrong in the world, while we do need to be aware particularly in the scientific details of the climate crisis, do not spur me to action, except maybe in the reactive way of wanting to run away. And as I'm saying, I think the idea of fleeing the climate crisis is flawed. So rather than being reactive, I, I want to be active. You know, I am still here trying to build food security in my little Indiana community because, you know, if I'm not actively trying to grow things, I feel like I'm conceding. Growing food and beautiful plants and nurturing relationships with other weird people who like learning weird things like me um, is the most effective way that I can think of of giving a massive fuck you to the chaotic criminally negligent systems that are constantly accelerating the climate crisis. And interconnectedness, care, and deep roots are the key for resilient crisis-weathering communities. And if you are running, that is the opposite of root building. So all that being said, I, I wanted to put this out here as kind of a, a broad discussion topic. Um, I would really love to hear your thoughts on um, the idea of fleeing the climate crisis. Are you considering it? Do you, you know, live somewhere that is actively being decimated by hurricanes and flooding? Are you somewhere that's exceptionally dry and only getting hotter? Or are you somewhere that's relatively safe like me, but feels like there must be a better answer? Um, and and how are you how are you dealing with that? Um, for me, I think it's this podcast. I think uh, if you are feeling the urge to flee, but either can't or are feeling convinced that staying put is the way to go, I recommend going back through the archives of this podcast and finding some action items. I have lots of action-oriented podcasts that talk about the ways that we can build resilience and community to kind of soothe that fear of needing to get out of a bad situation. I think we really need to refocus on that active, defensive growth mindset, uh, root-rooted mindset versus a reactive, fearful, uh, rootless, unattached, gotta get away feeling. Because I think it's a it's a very privileged idea to think that we can avoid the climate crisis, and and we can't. That's the reality. It's coming. Things are happening. I'm assuming, you know, I don't have any billionaires listening in that are like actually potentially set up to weather the climate crisis in, in a meaningful way. So the rest of us kind of have to figure it out. And yeah, this this podcast, this episode is just my quick rah-rah to say fear is normal. It's not weird. Uh, I'm feeling it too. There are so many people I'm talking to that are feeling it too. But fear doesn't really go away by reacting in fear. Uh, you know, you can mitigate a little bit of those negative feelings by by taking positive action. And I, I hope this podcast can inspire you to take some positive action. So that's it for this week. I just have been having a lot of interesting conversations with 
different people who listen to this podcast, um, kind of beyond that, um, and seeing stuff in the media that I just wanted to address this idea of finding the perfect space for avoiding the climate uh, apocalypse. It's just not going to happen. It's okay. Uh, it is what it is. It's kind of a fact now, and we just need to mitigate the worst by creating some beautiful systems that will help keep us and the ones we love safe. So that's it for this week. Uh, my joy of the week, gosh, as always, it's maple tapping. I am boiling maple outside as we speak. It's delightful. I'm having a great time. Uh, come over to my house and have uh, a coffee with maple syrup in it if you'd like, if you're near me. And uh, yeah, we will uh, talk soon. I'll be back next week with something fun and very tactical that I think you will enjoy. And um, yeah, let's talk soon.